This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Congress brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast at HarvardProxism.com. I am Jason Mann, and I'm with uh, Rich Krejci, and our guest today uh, is Adam Johnson of Basketball Pantheon. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Um, so we are going to talk about uh, Tony Parker. He is um, 82nd all time in win shares, 106th in win shares per 48, 190th in uh, box score plus minus, and 120th in value of replacement player. He has uh, four championships, um, was a really key player in three of those teams. Um, is the 2007 Finals MVP, uh, three times on the All-NBA second team, first uh, one time on the third team, uh, one season uh, top 10 and win shares for 48, never in the uh, top 10 for value over replacement player. You know, I kind of think of, uh, of of his case. It's not necessarily the strongest case, but I kind of think, you know, if you're going to make a case for him, it's someone like Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, or James Worthy, where he is like the number two or number three player to a clear number one of uh, Dynasty. So, um, Adam, you chose to uh, talk about uh, Tony Parker. Um, what, what do you think about his case for you know, a potential top 50? Um, yeah, as far as actually making the top 50, it'll be pretty difficult. Um, but I, I completely agree with that kind of the second banana or third banana on a on a on a great team because um, yeah he the, the consistency is a huge huge thing I mean it really his peak in my mind is kind of the 06 season to the 04 uh, to, to the 14 season and that's a huge you know run of great seasons there's you know eight years there 
2009 was probably the strongest uh, like statistical season. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's a, it's more of a you know piece of a dynasty rather than you know something big of like a kind of a smaller team, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and he and he had a great career, and it's going to go down as I think vastly underrated. But in terms of actually making the top 50, I mean, he never carried a team or was, you know, the mm -hmm. undisputed number one guy. So, yeah, it, it will be tough for him to make, you know, that case, I guess. And one of the problems with him, and that's at least for me, when we talk about Tony Parker on this level of, you know, top 50, is that there's such a good crop. In the, and that's unfortunately his era that he played in. There was so many other great point guards that, that when we look at this list and the guys we're going to add, I mean, there are guys that I would put ahead of Tony Parker that we're going to have to make real choices of having these guys in our list, which makes it a lot harder for Tony Parker. I mean, there's a ton of guys that were, were throughout this process. I mean, we have, you know, we just recently did a podcast about Steve Nash talking about him. And, and that's like a guy that we have to kind of think about and consider. But if you have to think about and consider Steve Nash, it's hard to make a case for Tony Parker. It really, really is tough because he's just not at that level. And there's so many other point guards of his era too. You know, Chris Paul is another one that we look at and guys that are just like these all time legendary point guards. And I, I don't know if Parker's there, even if he's a very good player and if he's something that's very important to the history of the NBA, you know, is he an all time great point guard? It's hard to make that case. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there is some evidence that he could have been more productive in, in kind of a bigger role. I mean, I think just being in the system he was in, it's it's sort of like, um, you know, some of the other like team based uh, teams that share the ball a lot. And and I guess another thing about the um, the Spurs is because of the limiting of minutes. I mean, he spent a lot of his career playing, you know, 32 or fewer minutes uh, per game, you know, um, later in his career, even fewer than 30 minutes per game, um, which is probably good on him for, in a sense, on, you know, and preserving his body and allowing him to, you know, maybe be more efficient or be more um, productive per minute. But in term, it's going to depress his raw stat totals, which, um, you know, might hurt. If, if he were playing a little bit, you know, um, more minutes per season, that might have helped his case a little bit. I mean, probably not enough to really put him on there, but I think it's at least, you know, worth considering. Right, right. I agree. And I think I think the like, the, like you're right, the counting stats are never going to look that impressive. And I think like, you know, his advanced stuff, he has over 100 win shares for his career, but never more than 10 in a season, which is kind of mm -hmm. incredible. Um, as you know, career PER is just right about 19. So it's, yeah, they're really, it's, it's really consistency, which is an awesome, you know, value. It's a huge value to a franchise, but in terms of like, you know, ranking individual players, that's not probably the first thing you look at. Yeah. And actually I'll, I'll go through that right now. Cause we're doing that for all these guys kind of looking at their, you know, era dependent and position dependent, you know, advanced stats, uh, here I'll start off first with, uh, era and position. So this is guards, uh, of his era, you know, he's 22nd in points per 36, which is solid, uh, 39th in assists per 36, uh, second in field goal percentage, uh, unfortunately 179th in three point percentage, but we, you kind of know that if you, if you know, Tony Parker, and then 34th in a, uh, you know, effective field goal percentage and then 13th in value over replacement. So that's era and position. Very good. And this of course includes guards, uh, of all kind, not simply just point guards, but you kind of get, get a good pocket there of, of where he's at. And it's, it's, it's very consistent and it's solid, but yeah, it might be out of the top 50 uh, looking at, you know, how he rates among uh, position all time. So this guards of all time, uh, 33, uh, 33rd in value replacement, which I think is very impressive for a guy like, mm -hmm. you know, that you mentioned Adam, that, that never really had one of those big years where, you know, he grabbed 15, you know, a 15 value. I mean, like, but still very good and very consistent throughout that. Um, 
30 uh, 61st rather in effective field goal percentage, 262nd in <laughs> three point percentage, but we won't knock that against him. That's all right. Uh, 19th in field goal percentage, which I think is very impressive. Uh, this is where it gets a little weird. Is 118th in assists per 36. That's all time amongst guards, and then uh, 57th uh, all time amongst guards in uh, points per 36. So. Extra grades out is a better kind of, you know, and then that's if, you know, you know the Tony Parker thing that the points has a little bit more of a pocket than the assist or at least a better case. But, yeah, when you look at those two combined, it, it, it's he's just kind of not quite there for me. I, I, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I agree. Um, you know, I do wonder if there's any chance and it's probably unlikely because, he, you know, he's, he's pretty small. Um, small point guards don't see, tend to age that well. And he's already kind of the last couple of seasons, there've been some noticeable de- decline, especially last season. But mm-hmm. if for some reason he's able to turn it around and, and be like a really, you know, a- effective, good player, you know, up until like, say like age, you know, like 36, 37, you know, is able to kind of continue, you know, him and, um, and Aldridge and um, and Leonard are able to kind of continue this, you know, Spurs juggernaut that's been basically awesome since 1990. Um, you know, then maybe there's a, there's a different conversation to be had. Uh, you know, if if we're redoing this again in 10 years, I my guess that's unlikely, but that's kind of the only way that I see a path for him to eventually be on that list. Yeah, I agree with that. I think so. Basically, you're kind of saying if he does something like the 2011 Jason Kidd role, where he's like the third or fourth guy on like another title team, that might completely you know add to the legacy, and and it would, I think. And uh, and I guess if, if you're looking at like a Hall of Fame case, like he'll make that because of you know a lot of the international stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think you're right to make to actually make this list. He might have to have like one of those kind of second you know generation things. But the difference between him and Kidd is i mean the the size for kid was such an advantage and he was you know so good defensively and then developed that three-point shot and i just don't think parker's gonna ever really do that yeah i think that's a that's a fair bet although i don't know i, I don't know if i would have bet on jason kid developing it either so um, that's true <laughs> so you know it, it's uh it's certainly possible uh so adam anything else to uh say about uh tony yeah yeah i had a couple couple things i mean i grew up in san antonio and um, my dad's company had season tickets. So I was fortunate to see him play uh, just tons of times uh, growing up. And I have like worked and trained some point guards at like the high school level. And I use a lot of his stuff, um, like kind of just little things around the rim. He was amazingly efficient uh, just in his movement, like around the perimeter and getting into the paint. I mean, he's a fast player, but I wouldn't necessarily call him too quick. But he just knew angles and when to finish, when to use a backboard, when to use kind of left hand on the right side, kind of use opposite stuff like that, and had an amazing floater, um, which I use his kind of template with a lot of the guys I work with to use. And so things like that, like imprint on the game, maybe initially people don't think there would be such a huge one. But, um, but I think, yeah, for people who watch you know, point guards closely, there's a lot of things, especially guys who need to score as point guards, there's a lot of things you can take from his game that will really, really benefit people. Um, and that, that is, you know, at least means something to me. And he's had some pretty great, like, moments, I think, that people might, you know, forget. You know, a couple of game winners. There was one, they are playing Philly at a game I was at, hit a buzzer beater. And then, obviously, the big one was game one of the 2013 finals, that kind of crazy shot that bounced around the rim um, to beat Miami in that game one. So, I mean, he's had some, some of those moments, too. Like, he's n- undoubtedly had a great career and one that I think, yeah, will be kind of underlooked for some reason, maybe just because of the being kind of the third, second or third guy on a great team. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he'll end, he's going to end up having a very cool career once it's all said and done. 
Absolutely. Um, so why don't you let uh, everyone know uh, about Basketball Pantheon? Okay, yeah. So my friend Braden Neubauer and I um, started it, kind of a childhood friend. We've just been obsessed with basketball you know, all of our lives, and I coach now and um, do some stuff like that. We've always you know, really been into the history, you know, particularly me on that side, and we just wanted to do something with that kind of a, what's like the niche you could find. Um, so, yeah, we have a site where we rank. I mean, a big part of it is the lists that we have, and we rank like really random stuff, like sometimes just commercials, which is a list we just recently finished. Um, we have the 40 best, you know, commercials involving NBA players of all time, which is, you know, really fun. And then we have other ones where it's like the greatest players, the greatest, we're going to eventually have greatest playoff series, greatest games and things like that. Um, and so for our players list, we have the list done already. We have 150, but we're releasing them completely random because we didn't want it to be like, oh, who's number one? You know, like the, it's not a countdown necessarily, um, but we're releasing the write-ups kind of randomly so people more just learn about that player rather than like worry about where he's ranked if that makes sense so um yeah so that's what we're doing we have seven players up as of now we're working on you know a few more um we'll have those up in the next couple weeks but yeah i mean when the off season we're taking us very you know kind of a little lighter than usual with it being august and nothing going on but um but for stuff like this the kind of historical stuff this is a good time so so we're still working on some stuff and yeah check out those lists and you know we're on twitter bball pantheon um, you have an Instagram account, you know, things like that. So that we, you know, my brother posts, you know, old pictures of, you know, Elvin Hayes and, and, you know, uh, guys like that. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the idea. Uh, Adam, I think we might've lost you. Site that we're working. There he is. Well, sort of, <laughs> we're, you know, kind of good enough at it. So, um, so yeah, it's really fun. It's kind of in the early stages, but yeah, any guys, uh, who listen to this podcast would probably like it. So definitely check it out. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really cool site. We um, I, I really like it. Uh, it's a nice. I, I think it's a neat approach. It's like a different perspective yeah. on uh, on looking at basketball history, which we appreciate because we we like anyone who talks about basketball history in an interesting way. And and you guys are doing great stuff. So um, really, uh, really great to have you on. And we're gonna have you on again for another player uh, later on in uh, in the process. So we're excited to talk about uh, him as well. We'll we'll let it be a surprise for the listeners. We'll let them. Uh, <laughs> okay. Them see. So um, everyone can uh, check us out um, at uh, hardwoodproxism.com. We are part of the HP Basketball Network. You can find our uh, you can find the whole network on iTunes. Uh, we'd appreciate a rating and review. You can also find us at overandbacknba.com. It's our new uh, forums where you can uh, discuss what you think about Tony Parker or any of the other players that we're talking about as, as part of this Top 50 project. We've got uh, a lot of interesting posts kind of building a neat uh, community of uh, people who like to talk about basketball, so appreciate anyone who wants to uh, check that out. It is incredibly easy to sign up, and we are nice people. Um, and, uh, I don't, that's about it. Rich, you got anything else? I don't know about nice. No, I'm just joking. We're nice people, but uh, <laughs> well, say, I, well, I, I don't know about I'm, that. I'm but... a nice person, Rich. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm very nice. I was going to say you're the jerk, oh, but never mind. Yeah. I got slow. Oh, yeah. now, uh, now, now we're going to fight. How awkward, <laughs> how awkward, but no, yeah, absolutely. Over back If you guys want to check that out. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. And we'll continue our process and yeah, our secret special secret show with Adam. Who are we talking about? I don't know. All right, we'll find out. All right, we'll talk to you guys later.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.